Support for Sider. To Raymond. Gagne in the bumper position in the slot. Larkin. Raymond. Open. Scores! Hat-trick. Lucas Raymond with oh. a hat trick. Wow. Set up by Larkin and Sider. <laughs> and the Red Wings have a 6-3 lead. Seven into the third. Congratulations. Lucas Raymond. It's his first NHL hat trick. And I think there should be more to come. And fans here, you Red Wing fans, up on the ice. Talk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Talk with that. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then Okay, pop we popping champagne like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship plane. Cause I ball hard. Don't just be ball hard. I am the bird man. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. Second time this week. Bet you didn't think we were coming back after talking to Mark D'Antonio, but hey, we're the hardest working podcast in Detroit, and we're here with you guys again because we know we got a whole week to catch up on. It's not all Michigan, Michigan State, even though most of it is. We got, we got a lot to catch up on. And we know you missed J.U., so we had to make up for last week, get him on here twice. What's going on, fellas? What up? What up? I'm excited. I'm juiced. Uh, that uh, Coach D uh, podcast that we released yesterday got me juiced up. I got a lot of great feedback on it. Um, you know, excited. You sound hey, like it. <laughs> <laughs> got jet lag. Give him a break, all right? But, think- uh, you know, I second that, J.U., uh, you know, excited for it. Obviously, huge day Saturday, but Frank, like you mentioned, we got so much more to talk about. Another big fall weekend, big fall weekend of football ahead of us here. Yeah. And if somehow you follow the podcast and you missed that we spoke to Coach D'Antonio uh, on Monday, that podcast, podcast came out yesterday. So if you are looking for Michigan, Michigan State talk, you're not going to get much of it here. I'm sure there'll be references and chatter about it. But that main talk is on episode 70, so go check that out. Um, and if anybody's wondering why Ju is, is lagged up here, it's because you're you're in you're in KC right now with your boys. That's like your favorite spot to go, isn't it? Nah, I'm, I'm St. Louis, man. But I'm in I'm in St. Louis is my favorite spot. But I'm in Kansas City right now. Yeah, so we are. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, so enjoying my time in Kansas City in the raining Kansas City. <laughs> it's raining on you right now. It's raining. Home of okay. Patrick Mahomes. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we're going to talk about him. He's not, he's not a happy guy right now, but before we get into um, NFL, I did want to lead with a little bit of NHL talk. Sorry. been talking too much over the last three days. NHL talk, the leading story right now. And I think what is really strange is that it isn't as big of a story as it probably should be. If this was the NBA or the NFL, this would be a gigantic story. But in the NHL right now, the Blackhawks are in complete disarray. Uh, And if you guys don't know what is going on with them, I will do a very, very brief uh, G-rated catch-up of it. But essentially, back in 2010, when the Chicago Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup, they had a 20-year-old player on their team. He was kind of bouncing back and forth between the minors and the pros. He was sexually assaulted by a video guy. Um, and now that we're in 2021, all this information is coming out and it's a big, like who knew, who didn't know, uh, you know, what could have been done and what wasn't done. 
So essentially right now, the Blackhawks got fined $2 million by the NHL, which everyone's all mad about. Uh, they're saying it's not enough. They're saying the sanctions should be harder. And then all of their general management team has stepped down. Anybody who was part of that 2010 team is on the management side has stepped down. Now, the only reason I'm filling this in is obviously this has to be a nightmare for Blackhawks fans. Huge, you know, rivalry of the wings. Wanted to talk about this. And even me, big hockey fan, I feel like I kind of had to dig for this on the internet. Like I didn't, it, it's not just in your face. Like I feel like all the Deshaun Watson stuff was. Yeah. Yeah. I agree to that point, Frank. I think that, you know, obviously hockey doesn't get as much publicity as these other things. You nailed it on the head. If this was in the NFL or the NBA, I think it would be all over social media, all over ESPN, all over your news networks. You're just not getting that with this NHL story. What I just found most shocking is unfortunately we've seen this before. We've seen it at the the collegiate ranks. We've seen it unfortunately with the U S Olympic team and the gymnastics team. We've seen scenarios like this, but to my memory, I can't remember a scenario like this unfolding in, in male professional sports. Can you? Uh, trying to think. Uh, well, yeah. Penn state, you know, and then that's collegiate. Oh, professional. Yeah. No, I don't know. No, not really. I mean, I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure it's happened, but I have no idea. And it's, you know, it's odd. I don't know. You know, maybe just coming from the hockey world, the whole thing is just weird. The whole thing's weird, but apparently the whole organization knew about what's going on. And if you guys want more details on it, you know, you got to do like a Twitter search, but they have a full report that came out the whole thing, like a full private investigation, independent research, um, and page 27 to 29 of that report, if you guys find it, that's where the incident occurs uh, that I don't want to get into, but definitely some weird shit. Um, but we can put that in the rearview mirror. What we can talk about in relation to the Blackhawks is how they don't have a win yet, and the Red Wings just beat the living piss out of them. So, um, But you know me, and I, I kind of have a soft spot for the Blackhawks as well. Um, I understand, you know, people are going to be mad at me. They get fined too much or what? No, no. I just, you know, I'm a fan of them. You know, they're probably in my top five favorite hockey teams out there. Uh, But, you know, obviously I'm a Sabres fan first. um, But, and then a Leafs fan. But um, this is horrible. (laughs) I thought you were going to go left there. I thought you were going to start talking about your Sabres. I feel like I'm a fan. Now I get tagged on Instagram after every one of their wins. They're in second in the division here. Yeah, I know. The same, we're, we're juiced. I, I can't get too excited because, it, like, we all know it's a long season. And last year, I think we came out, we had a hot start last year. You know, I think we won, like, five in a row and then went on to lose, like, 30 straight. So <laughs> I'm, not too, I'm not getting too excited about it. But something that I am getting excited about in the hockey world is the way that ESPN is covering the NHL. I absolutely love it. Uh, John Bouchergrass, you know, he's, you know, offering if there's a sellout at the, at the uh, Key Bank Center in Buffalo, you know, who buy everyone a beer, you know, that's great. I love that. And I think it's ESPN's coverage of hockey has drawn more casual viewers to the sport of hockey. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the, um, you know, the wings did exactly what you just said about Buffalo. They've done that for a few years. You know, they come out, they win five, they win six, something ridiculous, three and oh, whatever it is. And then they kind of fall off, you know, either way, you know, if the wings win, lose, whatever it is, this team right now is, is very exciting to watch. Uh, Lucas Raymond, uh, Iserman's draft pick of last year 
hat trick versus the Blackhawks. You want to talk about getting in with the Red Wings fan base? Score a hat trick versus Flurry on the Chicago Blackhawks. Only player at his under the age of 20 to have a four-point night since Gordie Howe, Steve Eiserman. Gordie Howe, Steve Eiserman, Lucas Raymond. There's three guys in Red Wings history who have had a four-point night under the age of 20. Um, that'll get you right on the, the Red Wings fan base side. Was it was it on here that I was talking about um, the the octopus and how they get it into the into the stadium? Or I thought I we did. Was that like the store that has it? Was that on here? <laughs> was it your other podcast? I don't know if it was if I was talking. I think about we talked. No, we definitely talked about it here because there was that guy who was like DMing me about how to do it, and then I was saying how I want to do this at one point, and I found out you don't get kicked out. Right. But like how, how, cause I asked like, where do you get the octopus? And, mm. and yeah, I, I don't know if it was on here or if it was in the car on the way to Nashville, <laughs> you know, everything's blurring together, yeah, but I, right. I, I did do some digging, got some background on the store that sells the octopus and how you have to smuggle it into the stadium and everything like that. Yeah. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. You're um, going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Well, <laughs> you'll be with me and we'll do it and it'll be great. Cause I need someone to film it. That's when, uh, well, Jerry and I will do it when we take over Champagne Athletics. You don't uh, want to go to a Wings game, Jerry. You think you think I get you think I get drunk at Wings games? Holy shit! That guy loses his goddamn mind. That guy loses his mind. Um, but one, I want to just touch on one thing for the Wings here. Uh, you know, cider with the hat trick. One thing that is going to as uh, we got to keep mon- monitoring it throughout the whole season is this Todd. Ber- I do it every time. Ty- this Tyler Bertuzzi thing. He's the only unvaccinated NHL player. He's the only one, unless the, you know, wherever I saw that's incorrect. You know, I'm sure there's some hockey fans out there might be, you know, yelling about this, but I'm pretty positive. He's the only NHL guy who is not vaccinated. And it's like, so what happens when the wings, if they beat the Capitals tonight, they come home, they beat first place, Florida, and then they got to go to Toronto Saturday night, seven o'clock. They're playing Toronto. That's prime time NHL. And it's like, are we really not going to have arguably our best forward there? And it's like, how is he going to even say goodbye to them when they get on the plane? I just, there's got to be some wheels turning. I wonder if he's thinking about it. I wonder what the organization's thinking about it. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy to me, to be honest. I mean, with you. Frank, do you think internally he's saying, Hey, maybe if we start really making a run and whatnot, like if it really is a sticking point for him, like, let's see how the season plays out. And then if push comes to shove, I'll do it. Or if he's like, Hey, if it's kind of a wash season anyway, eh, I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to get it. For me though, Chandler, it's like, when do you decide that? You know, it's like we're six games into the season. By the time we go there, uh, that's eight games. And it's like, when do you decide when it's a wash or not? Because some of these, I mean, especially with teams like the wings, if you're fighting for a playoff spot, like, these wins, these wins now matter. Yep. And there, there is like NHL statistics by the time middle November hits, if you're not in that race, like your percentages go way down, you know, mm-hmm. of making the playoffs. So I'm just curious because we go Toronto, Montreal. Yep. And it's like, are you doing this, Tyler? You know, because we're a different team without them, completely different team without them. I agree. Well, can he even play like when they go play like the Rangers or anything like that? Because I know New York, you got to be vaccinated. Yeah. That's why. Oh, I don't um, know. That's an issue with that. In order to be in a venue, that's why Kyrie Irving, you know, he can't play at home because if you're in the venue, you have to be vaccinated. Yeah, so I don't know. It'd be, it'd be the Rangers, it'd be the Islanders, it'd be the Los Angeles Kings. 
might be the San Jose Sharks. I mean, to your point, yeah. Jay, that's you're missing more than probably 15% of your games at that point in time. Right. And even in their own division, you know, it's Leafs, Senators, Canadians. That's that's a third of the it's more than a third of the division. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I, I so kind of selfishly, I just wanted to get poked. I just wanted to get poked. About this, it's like as a you know, if you're if okay, so this is one of your key players on your team. As a fellow teammate, do you look at it as being selfish, or do you look at it and be like, okay, I understand. You know, like, what do you, what, what's your takeaway here? Because at the end of the day too, I understand his personal choices and everything like that, but also he's fucking with my money too. You know, I want to win a cup. I want to make a playoff push. I want to get those bonuses and everything like that, that I have built in my contract and everything like that. You win championships, you win, you go further. There's more endorsement deals, opportunities and everything like that for the team. Like as a teammate sitting in the locker room with him, like, are you like, damn, you're really fucking with my money? Or are you like, dude, I get it. It's your personal choice and everything like that. I think there's that line there. I don't know. What do you do? I kind of think it's the former. If, if, you're, if you're in the exact same position as him, you know, like I don't – I think I'd selfishly be the former if I'm a player. I mean, as humans, I, I understand your personal choice and stuff like that. But, like, selfishly, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, like, I'm happy he – is deciding not to get vaxxed. I want selfishly, I want Tyler Bertuzzi to play in every hockey game. And right. I, I think if I'm feeling that way, like Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond, who are killing it together, don't want to shuffle those lines every night. And I feel like with Blashill's post game interviews, whenever he's asked about it, I think he's pretty good at staying, you know, toeing the line. But, you know, he definitely says, like, you know, like you want to have some consistency out there and it's nice for guys to to gel and to grow together. You know, when you got to shake things up every other game, it's not as easy. But at what point does it start? Even even take away the wins and losses, the distraction of it. If you're a player and all you're being asked about is, you know, why is Tyler Bertuzzi not getting, you know, like at what point does it say, you know, hey, let's talk about the guys that are here as opposed to, you know, this one person who's an outlier. Um, so I don't know. I think um, it can it would, really that's something I can really separate or break a locker room up and create fra- a fraction. I mean, I mean so yeah, my take on it is this is I mean, personally, I'm not going to get into this whole conversation. Yeah. To me, he, he can decide what he wants to decide. That's where I'll stand. And that's where I'll leave it. Um, but has he come out and made a formal statement? Is he talking to the media or like like you mentioned, J.U., is he kind of leaving it to his teammates and causing a distraction. If he sends out a formal statement, if he's put something out there, if he talks to the media when he's able to play, I mean, at the end of the day, he's doing all he can do um, if that's what he wants to do and decide. Yeah, I mean, it's it's his decision. I'm not, you know, it's – and, you know, we're talking sports here, and I totally get it. I just, you know, selfishly, selfishly right. as a sports fan, like I just – Fucking, they're a different team with him out there. And this is not, like, to your, to, to answer your question, Jay, this is not going away. This will be the storyline of every single Red Wings game he is not a part of. He's too good of a player. He's a top liner. If he was a exactly. fourth liner, you know, they'd be like, ah, you know, they like his grit, but they can survive without him. I think with the talent Detroit has, like, no, we're a different team with Tyler Bertuzzi in the lineup. Yeah, and I'm looking at her. I'm just like scrolling, and I'm just I was making sure we didn't have to redo this whole thing. I'm like, did he get did he get poked? It's like, no, he didn't. 
He's just not. <laughs> he's not vaxxed. I think it would no, drive me nuts. He he said it's a life choice. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, you know, like we said, you know, like like Chandler said, neither here nor there. I'm talking and I'm sure we're all talking to the sports side of things and the locker room side of things, the teammate side of things. It's it's the same thing as if a guy's sitting out due to a contract negotiation, anything like that. You know, it's also that would frustrate me more. Well, I guess maybe not. It depends on the whole situation. That's a whole can of worms. So never mind. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you're sitting out and you're one of the, if you're the star player in the team and sitting out, you're hurting the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. I get you want to make your money and everything like that. Yes, you know, go for that. Make your money. But also, too, you're costing me money. You know, if I if we can make a playoff push and, you know, get to those um, wild card game, that's an extra, you know, 50k on top of your check the divisional game okay now you're looking at 100 something k you know you so i'm just saying like that's also taking food off other people's table and i sports is tricky what'd you say i said professional sports is tricky i think (laughs) we can all agree on that yeah and i i just am curious too of like i would love to know what's in eiserman's brain about the whole thing because i mean he's a businessman when it comes to this team and Bertuzzi's value is so high right now, but you're only getting them for, you know, an X percentage of games. I don't know. And I'm just curious of what he thinks of like it as being all in on the team and all of that, you know, there's no way he's not thinking about it. It's a thing, you know? Well, yeah. I th- you know, I think he, he, um, Bertuzzi has the support of Iserman. He has the support, you know, they're going to outward say the support that they have for the guy. But I think, you know, if he's sitting at dinner with someone else and be like, fuck, man, I wish we had this guy on the on the ice, you know, tomorrow night or something like that. I, I still think, you know, that because he's like you said, Frank, he's too good of a player and Iserman can't risk fracturing that relationship just because of something like this that hopefully will be gone in the next, you know, six to 12 months. Right. Tough spot. Tough spot. Tyler Bertuzzi is the Red Wings' leading scorer. Point is he a captain? No. Okay. He's not. Nope. He's not. So there's that. All right. Yeah. Well, Wings got the Capitals tonight. That's exciting as hell. Um, Alex Ovechkin, and then first place Florida Friday, and then Saturday, Toronto. That'll be so great to watch. Wish Tyler Leafs, baby. No, stop. Don't no, don't Leafs baby on this. No, absolutely <laughs> My wife's not. Canadian. My wife's from the Toronto area. Okay. All right. And All right. the thing that pissed me off <laughs> the first the first jersey ever yeah. that my daughter was gifted was a Leafs jersey, not even a football jersey. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, I don't I don't really have words for that one. That one <laughs> that would bother me. Edit that out, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> Edit that out. No, we got to keep it honest out here. All right, let's – that went way too long, which is totally fine. Um, It usually does. Chandler, you are our resident Pistons follower. I can't can't follow until they're above 500, I think. So all I know is we've got no Cade. No Cade, no motorcade for the Pistons so far this year. Did you say you can't follow until they're 500? I'm just kidding. I I was going to say, I'll see you at opening tip next year. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, unfortunately, not much to say about them, Frank. You know, they're struggling right now. No Cade like you touched on. I told everyone on the preview to start the season, let's judge them by their second half of their season, not their first half, just like we did with the Tigers. We should see a vast improvement. So, tough times, growing pains. It takes years for these things to turn around. We're three games in. 
0-3. Is anyone shocked? I'm not. So the one thing I did see was a prediction. This is these are great. This is fun. Uh for next year's NBA NBA draft. And they that. and they had the Pistons at at two overall. So like you're are you thinking, I mean, we're looking at you're thinking lottery pick again. Like we're like down there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lottery pick. <laughs> sure. I mean, we're we're gonna be a lottery pick. I'd be surprised if we're not one of the bottom five or six teams in the league, to be honest. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, all right. That was Pistons. That was Frankie Hoops. Chandler checking in. You got anything, Jay? You got anything on the hoop side of things? What are your no, I'm so I'm so juiced up about hockey. Yeah, I am too. I could keep I could keep talking uh, and, about and just, it. Just just to go back real quick, I'm gonna be making my uh my first uh appearance at the LCA on the November 27th when the Buffalo Sabres come to town. Wow, no way. Yes. You haven't been to LCA? Not for a hockey game, no. I've been for oh, basketball. Oh, okay. So you've like seen the inside and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, right. Jay, is that the day you're taking over the champagne account? Yeah, that could be. No, <laughs> never. No, no, no. Cold Fizz day, Army, no. put yeah. a petition out there to have Frankie let Jerry and I take over the account. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Let's put it on a poll on Instagram. <laughs> Can Jay and Jerry take over the champagne account for one night at the Red Wings game? Yeah, it's all fun and games until I'm locked out and can't get in touch with Instagram on how to get back in. You know, <laughs> and then and then the whole thing, the whole ship sinks. And you know, we got have, have faith in us. Have faith in us, Frank. <sighs> yeah, it's not so much you, man. It's really not. It's it's Jerry who I actually just had to text and say like, "Hey, where are the over unders?" So we'll see if we have those tonight. <laughs> um, nightmare shit. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for the takeover. I'm not ready at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got that. The next on the list here is got to talk about. It feels like it was so long ago with just like talking to D'Antonio yesterday and like thinking about Michigan, Michigan State this week. But the Detroit Lions went to SoFi Stadium. Uh, and fought hard, pulled out every trick in the book against the Los Angeles Rams and ended up having a pretty close game and pretty comfortably um, covering the 14-and-a-half spread that we uh, we were talking about. Yeah, I, I you know, I was I, – a couple weeks back, I was down on the line, but I'm back, baby. I am back. <laughs> With the Lions, I loved loved this game plan because it to- what it told me was Campbell went in there with the I don't give a fuck attitude. What happens happens, and that's what it is. You go out there, you score on your first possession, you come back, you kick an onside kick, get it, and then you're stopped, and then you fake a punt. It was hot, and then later on, you fake another punt. And so, like, that right there, uh, as a former player, if you're sitting on the sideline, if you're sitting watching, that's how you win your team over right mm-hmm. there. Not standing on the podium crying. You don't win your <laughs> team over that way. You win your team over by saying, hey, I believe in you fuckers. No matter what happens, we're going to ride this thing out together. We're going to rock this so the wheels fall off. And that's what the Lions did this past Sunday. And that's what got me back on the bandwagon. So, Frank, can I recap real quick? J.U. A timeline. Preseason. Yeah, Yeah, a timeline. Lions playoffs. Swift Pro Bowl. Swift Mm -hmm. Pro Bowl might happen. Yeah. Week four, J.U. off. Done with them forever. Done. Week seven, back on. All right. 
That sounds like me from 13 to 18. I was on and off a couple times. <laughs> no, his his off though, like he was dead to like he buried them. Like he was sick of them. And it was the most obscure time to hop off the train. Like, oh, this random fucking shit loss, like in the middle of our own 17 potential season. Like you're just that's when you're hopping off. I knew you'd be so back after this Rams game. I knew it. I knew it because because America it just loves the Lions this year. I feel like this is like the most loved Lions team I've seen in a long time. And number one, it's because we're getting a lot of attention because of Dan Campbell. Number two, we have potential to go in 17, which is more interesting than whatever, you know, three and whatever. And then number, you know, the last reason is because we're not a threat. So like everyone is just like lovable Lions. Like, come on, guys, like you guys can do it. But this, Jay, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. This is it. Like, I'm let, I'll let the, the doors crack. You can come back in this time. You leave again, buddy. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Door shut. <laughs> oh, no, I'm in. I'm in yeah. for the long haul. Yeah. I'm in for the long haul. Frank, yeah. what did you see him at today? I know you sent it out on the account. What was it? 10 to 1, Lions go 0 and 17 this year? Yeah. Uh, yep. Plus 1,000. Plus 1,000. Yep. So that bet just hit Caesars today. And it was one of their featured bets, Lions 0-17. Um, and I ugh, I don't think so. I just don't – I do not think so. My buddy texted me. He's like, are you going to take it? I was like, no. I really – number one, I would never take – I couldn't just root for them to lose every game. Um, I I don't think so. I don't think they're an 0-17 team. I really you don't. You know what? I agree with JU. They had some great plays. They left everything out. Um, I think they, they built some camaraderie this last week. We knew they were going to lose. I thought they were going to get smacked, <laughs> you know. But they, they threw everything. They were having fun. Uh, they stayed in the game until they stayed, the game. Reception. They stayed in the game on the road. Um, I, I like where this team's heading, and that'll just be a little teaser for a little bit later in the show. I like where this team's heading. The, the, not even were they in the game. They had, like, they had a fucking chance to win the game. Like they put together, I get, I get fucking worked up about this because it pissed me off. They put together the perfect drive in the fourth quarter. They took nine and a half minutes off the clock. They kept that Rams offense off the field, marched all the way down to the, to the what? 20, 15. How close were they? Yep. The pick was in the end zone. And five seconds before Goff threw that fucking floater, that scared pass, that scared floater to Ramsey, I texted the group chat saying, uh, the, the worst part about all this is we know we're going to have to pass. And as soon as we passed, we threw a fucking pick. And that's what pissed me off the most is like, we weren't just in that game. Like we score there. It's a whole, you know, then we, we you know, we lose on a Stafford drive, but it would have been electric to do that. And it was like Goff. You were fucking there. It was like, if you wanted to have any bite, you know, back at this whole situation you're in, you were there. You were right there. You had a chance to win the game versus your former team in your old barn and give them the big fuck you. And you you, you threw a pick to Ramsey. You know what the issue is? I think part of the problem now, it's it's not that it's Jared Goff. If the the Lions had a quarterback like Cam Newton, they would they would have won they would have three wins already this three yeah how many would they have they would have three wins they would have beat they would have beat the Vikings <laughs> they would have beat the Vikings yeah, they would have every, beat the Bears and they would have won last week they would have uh, they would have missed those field goals Tucker wouldn't have buried that thing I'm kidding 
No, it wouldn't. It would because the game. It would come down to that. Game plan. Jay, are you suggesting the Lions go out and sign Cam Newton? Yes. <laughs> You're okay. a big Newton guy. I just feel like that would be just absolute gasoline on the. Well, I mean, I don't know. Why not? Why not go get him? Goff stinks. Like I think Goff is honestly like I really think he's like the worst quarterback in the NFL. He's up there. He's a bottom five. He's a bottom five. Goff. He's he won't be a starter next year. Do you think he's gone? Or do you think we bleed this out one more year? He's gone. You think he's just gone? He's gone. He's. I think also, too, he's playing his way out of Detroit, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't think – I mean, he – even – because, like, it's been shown in Detroit and with the Lions, like, you can lose and be very loved by a fan base. I mean, look at fucking Dan Campbell. I mean, Stafford, too. Like, he lost a lot of games. Not like he lost them, but we still loved him for how he played the game. And, I, you know, that's why I liked him. But like I say it every fucking week, golf has no bite. I think he has just no clue what this town like looks for in a QB or anything like that. And he just kind of mopes around. It feels like it's kind of he does. Yeah, he does mope around. You he, you never get that sense of like, wow, I want to fire. I want to follow this guy yeah. through you know, through hellfire and brimstone. Yeah, but you know who I get that feeling about? Cam Cameron Newton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would, I think Cam's way better than him. I don't think it's he has any reason to come here right now. I don't think he'd even want to do that. Why wouldn't he? What, what, what would, it, would you rather be playing in Detroit or sitting on your couch? I don't know. You got to ask Cam that. I seriously don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, I don't know. I've never, I haven't played in the NFL. I don't know what's nicer, the couch or the Lions. You know, like, <laughs> if, if he could make I, it work with the Patriots, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it work with this roster. I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, last note here on that, the the Rams. One thing I will say is the media wasn't as bad as I thought. But then again, if we were getting killed, it would have been awful. But the reason they hung in it, I think, helped with the media shit. Um, and then there's that clip of Stafford to close the game. You guys got to check it out if he's like, He's like dapping up uh, all the Rams guys. And, you know, he's just like, keep fighting, keep fighting. He's like, I know. He drops this like, I know, which is like, I understand how hard it is to win in Detroit. Kind of broke my heart, but I was glad the boys showed fight. I was. Lions signed Cam Newton. (laughs) There is no way. I just, I'm curious when the, like, if they'll draft a quarterback or if they'll trade for one. I'm so curious to see when they decide to make a move on that, on that, on that piece that, that sticking piece of the quarterback. I got a quick question for you, and then we'll, we'll, we'll shift here. Would you want the Lions to take Kenny Pickett out of Pitt, a guy who is an older quarterback, and I believe he would be 24 before he started his first NFL game? He's like, what, you think Joe Burrow older as well, too? Little older, yep. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not one of those guys who believe in, you know, draft pick. I, I'm, I like free agency. I believe, you know, you go out and you get yourself a good quarterback, even if you have to trade, you know, some pieces to get them and, you know, try to work and build around the quarterback. I, you know, I don't think, you know, the last quarterback that was that came out of pit absolutely shit the bed, Nathan Peterman. Um, so I don't believe in pit quarterbacks. Uh, no offense, Martin Narduzzi, but um, I, I just don't think. You know, starting with a rookie quarterback again, don't get me wrong, there's exceptions, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, guys like that that are coming in and making a splash right off the bat. But um, I think you, you got to go out and find yourself a proven 
um, veteran quarterback that's been in the league if you want to make a splash right away. And then you can draft a quarterback and groom him under that guy and then go from there. Wasn't like Chris Winkie like 40 years old when he got drafted or something? Wasn't he like the, <laughs> Chris, the yeah, he was he was old. He yeah. was like the marquee old guy, like the old quarterback. Was he like seriously 28 or something? I think he was 28 or 29. <laughs> that's so nuts. Fun fact: I went to a Lions game when I was a kid. Jake Delhomme got hurt. Chris Winkie came in and beat the Lions on the last drive. Let me see if I can find that in the stats, <laughs> but that's a fun fact about Chris Winkie. That is a that is a very fun fact. Um, I love that fact. Find that drive. I want to watch that drive. <laughs> Chris Winkie. The older guys don't do too well, but he's also, I mean, he's not that old. And Burrow isn't that old, but this guy's a little older. I don't know. I just, if we're going to get a quarterback, like first round, I would just love for it to be just like a no doubter. Like, you know who the guy is. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious to see when we make that move. Let's move into the rest of the NFL. Um, the biggest note that I have on the NFL week is top of the list here is I just have like, I, I can't believe what's going on with the chiefs. Um, and I want to know, I need to know what's going on. Cause I don't understand it. Why are they terrible? Can someone fill me in? Um, I think they're terrible because the league has caught on to them. Like I said, you know, a couple weeks back, um, Going back all the way to the Super Bowl when um, the Bucks laid out the blueprint on how to beat them, um, they overall traditionally they never really had a strong defense. They had some parts that were good, um, and Mahomes would go out there and just do these things. And you know, my grandpappy will always tell me, same thing to make you laugh will make you cry. Yeah. All right. So the same things that Mahomes going throwing these no look passes behind his back and everyone's in Whoa, look at this guy. He's great. Everything like that. Now it's starting to make him cry. So he's pressing. He's forcing out there. You know, he's trying to do do it all, which, you know, he has to do now. And the defense isn't helping him. And teams are what they're doing is, you know, like I said, they're just taking away the window dressing and sitting back and waiting for the ball to be snapped. And that's how they're becoming successful against Kansas City. And I think Kansas City is too arrogant to say, okay, let's scrap this fancy shit football and let's play traditional power football. Let's run the football. When they load the box, then we're going to throw the ball. You know, you run to pass the ball. That's how traditionally you win football games. You run to pass. But they're not doing that. They say we're going to stick with what's what got us to where we are. And you know, it's, it's broken and they're still trying to, you know, fix a broken car. Yep. And I agree with that a hundred percent, Jay, the last, the, the last point that you made about they need to run the ball in order to be able to pass. I mean, I was looking at the stats earlier. How crazy is this? Patrick Mahomes was their leading rusher last week with 35 yards and he was their leading rushing attempt guy with six rushing attempts. So oh my God. how are you going to win a game against a team like the Titans or like the Bills that have a power run game, can grind down the clock, and then you're just throwing it all over the field and not keeping your defense on the sideline for a breather? You, 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 you hit it on the head. People have figured out the formula. They need to adjust, and they need to adjust by starting to run the ball again and running that time of possession up a little more than what it's been. 
Yeah, well, that's the exact same thing. Defenses are saying run the ball. And they're not doing that because they're going. To, they're playing cover four. They're sitting two safeties deep, and the the box is oh, it's a it's a, a five, six, seven at most man box. And that's telling. That's what when you run the ball, and then when you walk that safety down, then you can throw the football. But like I said, they're not. You know, they're too either they're too dumb or they're too arrogant. It's one of the two. You know, and. I'm leaning on the part that they're too arrogant because I think Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid are great, you know, offensive minds. But you know, the, the whole fun stuff that oh, Andy Reid, you know, sits back and players come in and draw plays and they do it and you know everything like that. That's all cute when you're winning, but now that shit's starting to hit the fan, it's like okay, guys, let's settle in, let's buckle up, and let's play some ball now. Yeah, I also think this is just part of the snowballing narrative that Patrick Mahomes isn't cool. Now he's becoming less cool. He has nine interceptions. Um, Jackson Mahomes is is putting out TikToks at an alarming rate, and they're pissing everybody off. And his his wife Brittany, like I read, confirmed racist. Just kidding, but I did see she said something insensitive. And I just think he's not that cool. I think he's not that cool. And now that he's throwing picks and they're losing, he's really not cool. This is just part of the the snowballing. Patrick Mahomes is not cool narrative that is gaining steam around the country. Everyone's talking about it. I don't think it has much to do with their game plan or anything like that. I think I think Patrick Mahomes is not cool. That's why he's not cool anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else? What else is on the list, guys? You know who's cool? Who's cool? Mike Tomlin. Yo, Mike Tomlin's very fucking cool. Very fucking cool. I'm gonna play that clip. If you guys haven't heard this clip from Mike Tomlin, uh, he's my favorite coach in the NFL. Uh, maybe besides Motor City Dan Campbell, but I'll I'll hold that until he gets his first win. <laughs> Two different levels. Coach. Yeah, no, just totally different. <laughs> like totally different levels of like, you know, like it's like I like hanging out with Dan Campbell, but like I I I don't want him like <laughs> taking me home or you know like leading my team. Yeah, I'm not starting a family with Dan Campbell. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot to prove. It's like the girl with tattoos. It's great, but you won't marry them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> The um, so Tomlin gets asked if, about the what the USC job isn't it the yeah. USC job the, the LSU okay um, yeah all because of Ryan Clark okay yeah so he gets asked if he wants it if he's rumored to be taking this job and he essentially just flips and says like I got the best job in sports uh, this is the first and last time I'm ever going to talk about this like don't bring it up again I'll play the actual clip but that just like. I know the Steelers aren't having the best year right now, but I mean, over his timeline, they're always good. And they're still 500. Like they're still with an earshot of like a wild card position here. You know what? A couple of big wins and they're right back on track. And he's, he's just one of my favorite coaches just throughout consistency sake. And just, he looks the coolest. And I fell in love with him when he tried to trip. Was that the guy in Baltimore? Wasn't he standing on the field? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He stuck his leg out or whatever. I just thought that was like, I was like, this guy's a dog. Um, but Yeah. The best part about that soundbite too is when he yells at the end, like, "Are you asking Andy Reid about this?" Uh, I forgot the two you coaches. Sean Payton. Yeah, Sean Payton. Sean, yeah. Well, are you asking them about this, and it's so true. It's like, show me some fucking respect. Like, I've been exactly. here just as long as them, if not longer. Well, the the thing that I really liked about it and I respect about it is a lot of a lot of times these coaches, you know, try to skirt it. And even you go to Mel Tucker, you know, he was asked about, "Hey, you know." the LSU job, are you interested in it? And instead of coming out definitively, like, like uh, coach Tomlin said, you know, there's a saying, never say never. 
but never. Yeah. Um, you know, Tucker didn't do that. He said, oh, I'm focused on what's ahead of us, the week that's ahead of us. That's kind of like, um, okay, I'm leaving wiggle room and I'm flirting with them. You know, I'm kind of getting a little handy under the table mm-hmm. and, uh, you yeah. know, kind of thing there. So like, I love this fact about coach Tomlin and I respect it that he came flat out and said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I have the best job in sports and that's it. Don't ask me about it. Don't bring it up. There's no booster with a blank check. That's big enough, you know, to entice me to come in there. They're sick. And that's a good that's relationship. Great. I mean, that's a, awesome relationship with the ownership too but that's you know? why pittsburgh and their entire or- organizations have only had three head coaches i know because of that i know and that's why i like the berg i mean i just like pittsburgh i just think they run a good ship they run a good show over there remind me of the wings um what's next on this list what else do we got well i'm surprised because we saw a huge surprise last week we saw the Bengals go into baltimore beat baltimore and now they're tied for first in the AFC, which, which to me is pretty crazy here. I mean, we thought uh, you know Cincinnati could be a borderline playoff team this year with Joe Burrow coming off of a big injury, big question marks around Jamar Chase out of the preseason. Can he catch the ball or can he? The guy's going to have quite possibly the best rookie receiving uh, season ever, beating Justin Jefferson's last year, probably Randy Moss's. But what I'm surprised about is – on many different charts, Cincinnati's a top 10 defense and sometimes even a top five defense. So I'm looking and I'm like, why are they a top 10? Why are they a top five defense? They only allow scores on 29% of the possessions that they go on. That's the third lowest in the NFL behind the Cardinals and the Bills. So they don't allow scores a lot. That's one. Two, what surprised me is they don't force turnovers a lot. They're one of the lowest turnover teams in the NFL as well. So you think if maybe they get their turnovers up, they keep their scoring possessions low. This is something that can run for a while here. This is something that's actually real in my opinion, but we forget one thing. They're in the toughest or one of the toughest divisions in the NFL with the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns, all three who are potential playoff teams themselves. Hands down, the Bengals win the win that division. Um, I'm calling it right here. They win that division. I was not surprised with the outcome last year, last week. Something to think about now. If you're sitting down, put your put your uh, GM hat on right now, guys. If you're sitting there, you have a young quarterback. Now, are you looking at this recipe here? Do you go? to the same university and draft a guy, a receiver that this quarterback's played with. Right. And, you know, cause that is some type of familiarity and that's a security blanket. You can talk to him no matter what the play is. If you say you're going to run a sluggo um, and you go to him, Hey, remember back in LSU when we used to run the sluggo and you used to hit it this way and then do that, just do that. Add that here. It's that separate communication that this quarterback is going to have with that receiver. Now, are you thinking like if you're gonna if you're gonna go and you're gonna make a high draft pick, if you're gonna pick number one overall a quarterback, maybe in you you blow one of your your um 
your uh, draft, your, your picks, you know, in the second, third, not the second, maybe the third, fourth, fifth, and get a receiver that he's familiar with that can play at the next level. Don't just get some scrub that just because he went to the school, but that can play at the next level and say, hey, you know, we're bringing this guy in here. This is going to be your security blanket. You know, something goes wrong. You guys have that communication. You have that chemistry. You practice for four straight years together. That's the only time there's consistency, you know, in the league. You know, it's you have four straight years in college, and now you're bringing that to the next level. I don't know. If you're a GM, you might want to take a look at that recipe. Yeah, I mean, I also don't – I don't think the they expected him to be this guy. I mean, Jamar, he sat out, right, the last year? I was going to say, he sat out. He sat out. Year, which is surprising that he, he – so, so, yeah, and, like – but, like, to that point as well, it's like – him already knowing them saved a little time. You know, they, they didn't have mm-hmm. to work on that rapport. They didn't have to get to know each other. They could kind of just like dap up and say, Hey, we're paid. I know how you run right. routes. I know how you throw the ball. It's just a time saver. Honestly. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Jay. It's interesting as hell. I mean, it looks, it's sexy as hell, like, because it's working, right. it's working here. And they're also two first round talents. You know, it'd probably be a little different if you got a guy in the first and then got another in the third or fourth. If I'm Brad Holmes, I'm getting on the phone right now with only a couple weeks until the trade deadline and dangling Taylor Decker to the Bengals. They might be one offensive, good offensive lineman away from really making a run here in the playoffs or at least giving themselves a chance to get to the second round in the playoffs in a tough AFC. Um, so speaking of Brad Holmes, this is a, just a nice little way for me to bring back up my Lions. I'm gonna kill um, you. I will kill you. Another thing that I love about that game, what did you guys see when uh, Penesua and Aaron Donald got into of it? Of course I did. Yeah. How do you not love that? A that rookie standing up to this. How do you not love monster. it, Jay? That's what I'm saying. Right. That's one of the reasons I'm back on. You know yeah. why? It's because the guys were believing in themselves because the coach believed in them by doing all those trick plays and everything like that. They're like, fuck it. What do we have to lose? Yeah, I'll right. fight you, Aaron Donald. What are you going to do? <laughs> punch at me? Break yeah. your hand? What are you going to do? Yeah. I love that. I just wanted to bring that, throw that back up real quick. I know it's circling back, but. I, I, I know. I love that, too. And now that we've mentioned Chase and uh, Penne in the same conversation, you got to ask, you know, like, did we make the right pick? I still think we did, um, regardless of what's going on in Cincinnati. But we didn't have a choice. Oh, yeah. Right. That's my bad. I mixed that up. I mixed that up. Sorry. I saw a tweet. the other yeah, day I think that, they made the right choice. Too, yeah, that's yeah. playing out, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and everyone was criticizing it just because Burrow had a busted knee. It was kind of a tough look. Yeah, I mixed that order up there. Um, yeah, fucking Bengals, man. Um, last note here, and we kind of brought it up last week is Deshaun Watson. What the fuck is going on there? Is Miami going to get him? Like, are they just shitting on Tua? Like, is this guy ever going to play again? I have no clue what the deal is or why anyone would want him. I know he's a talent, but like, is he ever playing again? I don't really get why he's out either. Like he's not charged with anything, is he? He's not charged with anything. He's out solely because of the fact he does not want to play for the Texans. That's the reason he's not That's playing. literally why he's not playing. That's why he's not playing. So, and it's, and it's actually the NFL is thankful for that because they don't have to make a decision. So what's going to happen is they're yeah. going to get the trade deadlines coming up. Miami's going to get them. Um, and, uh, well, now it's between Miami and, um, shit, there was another team that Carolina? threw them. Carolina. I read yeah. that Carolina's not pursuing them anymore. 
Oh, okay. But um, so Miami's definitely gonna get him. He's gonna go there, it's gonna force the, the league to say, hey, okay, you're on the commission exempt list, or you know, go ahead and play. Let's see what happens. You know, at the end of the day, too, it's um you know, innocent until proven guilty, but like he really has a lot of things stacked against him yeah. <laughs> in, in this. So it'll be interesting to see. If there's nothing legal going on, you know, I'm not, you know, I just, I always kind of side with the like, if, if nothing legal has been charged, like you can't really sit a guy out until the, all the facts have been proven, you know, unless right. it's a guy like, you know, a little bit Antonio Brown was a little bit of a different situation just because he kind of was, stacking them on top of each other there a little bit. And I think everyone just needed a AB, <laughs> AB breather type deal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's worth it for a team to take a chance. And, and one team that comes to my mind, to be honest, is the Chicago Bears. They already missed on taking him one time, taking Mitch Trubisky. I'm not high on Justin Fields. I wasn't before the draft. I'm not right now. I know he doesn't have a supporting cast around him, but why not take a flyer? Matt Nagy is 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 on the hot 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 seat. Oh, Nagy, Nagy's be. gone. He's got to be right. How is he not already? I think he's if we gone. beat him on Thanksgiving, I think if we beat them on Thanksgiving, he'll actually get fired. He could be fired that day. But think about this: Deshaun Watson, twenty-one and ten between twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Then they ripped away his receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, and in twenty twenty, even though they were four and twelve, he still threw thirty-three touchdowns and seven interceptions. He's sick. But you just got to consider gonna, if you want to bring that guy into your organization. The thing is, the organization doesn't have – like, you can go after him, you know, as the Bears. He's not going to go there. He has a no-trade clause in his contract, so he has to agree to where he's going to go. And I think the only place he's going to go is Miami. That's the only place he waived. I read that today, actually. The only place he waived was Miami. And I would be, too. Tax-free state. Shit, you're saying Miami. Good. It's fucking Miami. They got probably so many – masseuses there it is thank you all right moving into betting (laughs) recapping last week um good news bad news chandler chandler is still undefeated on monday night absolutely undefeated he's a perfect seven and oh i got seven checks down the win column we both hit on the sea chickens uh who have now covered in prime time twice without russ but bad news First time ever, right? This is the first time ever we've had someone go 0-3 on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. Tough Sunday. And actually, Channy, oh, no. Yeah, you've lost your last five on Sunday. So, But you're still, with all that being said, the leader in the clubhouse at 22-12. and 12. Um, I'm fighting to get, get Ketcha at 20-13-1. And, and then JU's – JU – Gotta 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 get some dubs or your your color's gonna turn red, but you are I'm 17 getting, I'm, 16 undefe- one. I'm, I'm going undefeated this 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 Sunday. Okay. All right. Write well, it down. Write it down. Well, let's go. Lead it off. Let's get your picks in. Let's get yours all right, right my, now. Sunday my first first. pick. My first pick. All right, Chandler. I already know it's gonna be an Omaha, Omaha coming out of you, but I'm oh. back, baby. Lions plus three and a half. It's not, not in Omaha. That's a stolen pick, is what that is. Well, it's stolen from me too. So I just let's just get it out there, boys. Like I, I think the Lions is a good shot to win this game. They're at home. I think they have a good shot to win this game, but I definitely think they cover. I definitely think the Lions cover three and a half. Famous last words, and now we're all on it. Yeah, that, that makes me nervous now that we all like it. Yeah, it's horrible. I agree with the Jay. I like it. Give them a three and a hook at home. That's tough not to take that team. Yeah, but not. 
the sheep shark bet of the week so we don't have to call in Omaha yet. I'm going to go here, Frank. What do we say? Take the game that makes you nervous. This team is different at home than they are on the road. I just got done talking about them. I'm talking about the Chicago Bears as they welcome in the San Francisco 49ers. Bears are getting three and a half at home. West Coast team to the East Coast. What time's the game? I know you love that, Frank. Yeah. I don't even know what time the game is. They're all one o'clock. Whatever time it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Chicago getting three and a half. San Francisco sucks. They're not playing Brandon Ayuk. They don't have any passing attack. Kittle is out right now. Give me the Bears three and a half at home this week. Unbelievable. Chandler always with the ballsy picks that I don't touch. Fun fact uh, that I learned, they I heard it on VSIN. The this is the year of the teaser, uh, they're saying, because no NFL team that has been a seven and a half point dog has won, has has upset a game. Um, so year of the teaser. But we're not we're not doing teasers here. I am, you know, speaking of that statistic um i'm gonna i'm gonna jump the route here on ju he loves when i take his boys i'm taking the bills minus 13 yeah you want to take the lions i'm taking the bills you hit me i'm gonna hit you back bills minus 13 and a half at miami they're off the bye week miami doesn't even know what the fuck's going on to at home the bills are at home excuse me bills are at home off a bye week miami's arguably one of the worst teams in the nfl two has got no confidence don't overthink it Buck, uh, Bills minus 13 and a half at home versus Miami. Mm. I'm with my next one. I'm torn between two games here, and uh, these are pretty much pickums. I'm, I'm really torn between two of them, but I'm gonna stick with my, with my guns on this. I told you guys this team's only gonna lose two more games this year, and I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah. Plus. One and a half against the Minnesota Kirk Cousins. Between me and Ju, this is just turning into a race of like who can say their picks first. Because <laughs> uh, I got to delete Dallas off my fucking list now too. But hell, these teams have treated me so well this year. I'll be back oh. that game. Whether yeah, that'll be on my bet slip, guarantee. Oh yeah, guarantee, I, Channy. Week is lopsided for the money purposes, and I'll go over that before sheep and shark. But this game, it just I don't know. I'm just gonna try to keep it simple. It doesn't make sense to me. I know talk to my buddy DV. This team's bad against the run. Shout out but DV. <laughs> why is the Chargers coming off of a bye week only minus five and a half hosting the Patriots? The Patriots are not a good team. Again, they are a good running team, and they might be able to control time of possession, but Chargers got embarrassed, then had a bye week to let that marinate and simmer, and now they're coming out hosting the the Patriots, only given five and a half. I like the Chargers by at least a touchdown. Give me Los Angeles minus five and a half this week over the Patriots. I thought for sure you were going to take the Pats there. I thought that was a total Chandler, like nothing makes sense here. I'm just taking the Pats. A swerve. Swerve. I love it. it. Simple. And actually, I have Chargers minus six in the Pats, so I have two reserve picks here, and now I got to just decide if I want to do the same thing I do every single fucking week, or if I want to have a little balls here and change it up a bit. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the same thing I do every week because they fucking have won me a ton this year. Um, I'm taking the Bucks going into New Orleans. Bucks minus five. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Bucks just keep covering and they keep winning games, and I just have a feeling. 
the game plan for Jameis Winston, the Bucs know him too well. The defense is going to be overwhelming for him. Look for the Bucs defense to have a big day. I'm thinking like Jameis just has a Jameis day where he throws like three to four picks and does something fucking nuts. Bucks minus five at the Saints, which is dangerous fucking interdivision dog at home. Check, check. Omaha. God damn it. Omaha. I, I'm, I'm always, check, check. I'm always the fucking, I always do that. Always, <laughs> I am such a sheep with everything I do. <laughs> this week had a ton, a ton of lopsided games. And uh, unlucky for me, Frank took the top two. So <laughs> we're going to have to check it out and Omaha this one out. So 96% of the money on the bills. 96. 98% of the money on the Buccaneers right now per DraftKings.com. And, um, you know, we're just going to go on to this next game. I feel like this team is going to be on Sheep Shark a lot for the foreseeable future um, because you know who I'm talking about, the team that just got their quarterback injured last week, and I couldn't tell you who their new starting quarterback is. Is it Joe Flacco? Is it the backup I didn't know that came in last week? <laughs> yes, I'm talking about the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 getting 10 and a half at home <laughs> you played against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati, we talked about them earlier, very hot team, just bulldozing people right now. They are laying 10 and a half at the Jets, and I just refreshed my feed. It's now actually tied – for the highest percentage on one team so far this week, 98% of the money is on the, the Bengals minus 10 and a half. And since Frank looks confident and excited, we're going to start it off with you, Frank. Are you a sheep and are you going with the Bengals or are you a shark and getting 10 and a half at home against the Jets? I got my staff. I got my shawl. I got the pastures. I got my dog herding the sheep. I'm the shepherd this week. Fuck it. Fuck it. I literally like 96, 98, 98.5. Why not? Give me all the sheep. There's no way in hell I'm taking the Jets. I'm sorry. They just, they look like they stink. They look like they perpetually stink. I can't do it. Bengals minus 10 and a half. Won't even be mad if I lose it. Won't even care. Bengals 10 and a half. Not taking the Jets. Well, I said that I was going to go undefeated. This week, uh, I need to go undefeated so I don't hit the red. Yeah, but, you're close. You're dancing. Yeah. So with that going undefeated, I, you know, yeah, you know, I could be a little cheeky and go with the with the J.E.T.S. with and me and Fireman Ed, you know, hand in hand, you know, screaming for the Jets. But I'm uh, standing in that field alongside you, Frank. I'm a shepherd. I'm going <laughs> to be a sheep this week and take the sure money because Sure money is good money. And my grandpappy always said, you never go broke taking a profit. Bang. All right, Chandler, tell us why you're taking the Jets. Well, I'm taking the Jets because 2% of the money is on them. <laughs> no sense why they're only getting 10 and a half. They look like a broken team. Cincinnati looks like one of the best teams. But what has Cincinnati not done since that game in Jacksonville? Really had too bad of a game. They're due for an off game here soon. I still think the Bengals win, but I think the Jets keep it close, and it's 10 and a half. I think the Jets lose by 10 this week. Give me Jets plus 10 and a half with 2% of the money this week hosting the Bengals. 
And before I finish this off, Frank, remember last week we said stay away from the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game? Yep. Stay away from the Titans-Colts game this week because yeah. that line makes no sense. It's poison. That game's absolutely poison. That was actually on my list to, to uh, go for here, um, and I'm, I'm not staying away from that. I'm actually going to bet that game. I'm, <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking the Titans. Yes. division home dogs cover more than they don't. If well, you play, you're playing against fucking Carson Wentz, all right? I'm going – every time Carson Wentz is on the field, I'm taking the, the, his opponents. I, uh, I want to buy you a Wentz jersey. I want to create a scenario where you have to wear a Wednesday. Yeah, that's what I want. I want. I want to. Let's cut a deal here. Okay. You wear a Wednesday jersey on on the Fizz podcast. You get to take over the Champagne Athletic social media account for one Red Wings. I don't even know if that's worth it. I think I need something more. I need something crazier than that. I don't don't, don't even, I don't wear other people's jerseys. I'm, I'm I'm an adult man. Yeah, that's right. That would, yeah, he won't do that. Anyways, all right, there's the picks. I got Bills, Bucks, Bengals. JU's got Lions, Boys, Bengals, Chandler, Bears, Chargers, Jets. Everyone, good luck with your bets this week. Let's move into over-under. Let's close this thing out. We have a list here from Jerry. Jerry sent it over. Um, he, I think he had a little – hang on, what the hell? I thought he sent it already. Doesn't look like I have it. He said he was sending it over about – Half hour ago, he said he's just putting it together. Let's see, let's see, Jer. Uh oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, we have an issue again. You know what? Since Jerry's late, we can bring back a segment we haven't done in forever uh, yep. because we always run out of time. So let's just do it. Let's just fill the gap. Might as well. We gotta wait on Jerry anyway. So Jerry's super late on the the picks this week. So I just texted him again. Hopefully, he'll send him over. But we're going to bring back a quick segment here, and it's simple questions, complex answers. We've done that. We did this when we did the return for a couple shows and cut it out. Now it's back. So I've had this thing on the rundown for, I don't know, fucking the last seven weeks, and we just haven't done it. So the simple question, complex answer this week, would you rather spend five years in prison or 10 years in a coma? Five years in prison or 10 years in a coma? Now, I thought I knew what my answer would be to this, but I don't know, and I just need to talk it out. Does any of, are any of you, like, dying on this hill knowing what you'd rather do? Oh, I know what I want to do. Simple. I think I do, too. All right. Well, go you guys got to go because I'm confused. I don't know. Go ahead, about. Jay. I'm confident in my answer. Yeah, this is, this is definitely simple. I'd rather uh, be in a 10-year coma, hands down. <laughs> Than go to prison for five. I am not made for prison. I know I'm a big, scary black guy. I am not made <laughs> for fucking prison. I will totally turn to a simp in prison and be the guy walking around holding some other guy's pocket because I'm that scared in prison. Fuck that. If I, I the good thing is, if I'm in a coma, at least I will wake up and everything will be fresh and new and, you know, like I won't know what happened in the last 10 years and I'll be learning all over again. You know, that'll be the exciting part of things. If I'm in prison, it's five years of just getting rammed in the ass, getting beat around. And so it's simple, simple. Give me the coma. I mean, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Uh, you know, I thought that train of thought when I first got this question four weeks ago from you, Frank. But, um, you know, over time, uh, I'm going with the five years in prison. Uh, not every prison is like the Shawshank Redemption, Jay. I don't think you're just getting beat around <laughs> and, and what do you say, rammed or whatever you said. But nonetheless, I'm taking five years in prison because guess what? You, it's, it's five less years and your body's going to take a toll when you're in that coma and, and age doesn't stop. You're going to still age those five years when you're in the coma as opposed to prison. Who knows? I hear, haven't been to prison, hope to never go to prison. I hear federal prisons, eh, state prison, eh, I wouldn't want to go there for five years, but federal prison, I don't know. Five years versus 10 years is how I see this question. Five years in prison versus 10 years of my life. I'll take five years. This, see, Chandler, oh, see, that's just, that's it. I'm going to cut you off, Frank, right quick. That's, that, see, that, that's just like, look at you, look at me. They're going to throw my ass in state and you're going to go to the club fed and, and play squash <laughs> and play shuffleboard. Okay. This, so, yeah. This is the fucking twilight zone everything that's happening is the fucking twilight zone ju how how big are you man you played in the fucking nfl if you're sitting here saying you turn into someone's fucking candy ass what are they gonna do to me we you guys are making fun of my fucking weight earlier this week i'm the size of a fucking eighth grader they would i would be on a skewer i'd be a fucking shish kebab in prison if you're if you're someone's fucking date i don't even know what the fuck i am i'm gonna be dead in five years number two Crazy, crazy that Chandler is making prison sound like a five-star resort, or not right. even maybe like a Holiday Inn. Like he's making it sound like a Holiday Inn off off of fucking grass. Federal it's prison. It's insane that you're even just comparing prisons. Like you, like you fucking did a bit, and you know. <laughs> I think that's so fucking insane. Pros and cons of both of them, right? Obviously, you get the five years back with the prison. The other, the other benefit of the prison, no matter what it does to you, like. You know, whatever mentally, that's kind of the 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 roll of the dice, right? I mean, that's the risk you're taking. The uh, the other thing is, you come out and it's like you did a stint. You know, I don't know if that's cool on the street card side. Might be tough to get a job after. That's the other thing too. You come out of a coma. The way you come out of a coma is like this incredible comeback story. You're on the news. It's like a great thing. You get out of prison. No one's really like, you know, I'm, he's out of prison. Like I don't really want my kids around him. <laughs> you, got, you got kind of this stigma about you. It might be cool on the street cred side of things, but then you got to live that street life, I would assume, because that's the only job you can get because you went to prison. Coma, you come out. Oh, my God, he woke up. What did it? I don't know. Like, they they, they played Eminem on the speaker, and he woke up. You know, it's See, like a, it's a better story. You come out cleaner. You lose the five years. But and, and, and think, about, think about all What's the five interest? years at this point. Think about all the interest. <laughs> In that 10 years that your GoFundMe is going to accumulate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think of how much interest that hospital bill is going to accumulate over 10 years. How yeah. about that one? Yeah. How about the miles? I got NFL uh, health coverage, so it's free. Yeah. How about, how about, yeah, there's no way they cover you if you're, oh, I'm, I'm mixing up my things now. Yes. Coma. Yeah. Well, and think of all the miles your butthole is going to pick up in prison, Chandler. Yeah. 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 Listen to that. What, you, Jay, you think that? Ed you think the NFL is keeping you alive for 10 years? You're getting the plug after 10 days, dude. So don't, don't tell me you're getting it paid for 10 years. And I just, I understand what, to your point, Frank, that it might be hard to get a job, but 
hey, what'd you do your last 10 years? I don't see anything on your resume. I just woke up from a coma. It's wow, not that's like incredible. The resilience, the fight. Yes. You're hired. You're, you're hired. hired. You're not you're in a coma because you're sleeping. You're Something hired. traumatic happened. I'm sure you have some damage mentally to your head. If you're in a coma for 10 years, you're not you're not getting a headhunter and getting a six-figure job out of a 10-year coma. Chandler, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Chandler thinks that there's a fucking menu in prison. He's picking surf and turf every night. He thinks it's easy. He's fuck he thinks it's like uh like fucking like Goodfellas, like where they're all together making fucking pasta and slicing fucking garlic. That's what you think. All I know is I know the, uh, I don't know. I, I'd rather take the chance with the unknown and five more years of memories with my family, my friends and my loved ones. Yeah. They're not going to come around you though. They're not going to go anywhere near you. You fucking, you're going to have a teardrop. You're going to have a saggy butthole. It's going to be a mess. It, 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 I'm, it, I'm going it, coma, by the way, if anybody couldn't tell. I'll take a nap. I'll take a sleep. it's federal. I'm taking my chances. I'm a gambling man. <laughs> I'll take my chances on federal prison. And federal prison is just the fucking, it's just the four seasons, isn't it, Chandler? It's just the fucking four seasons. You think there aren't horny guys in federal prison? You're nuts. Let's yeah, move into a baseball bat to your head and then come out of a sleep for 10 years. Like We're, not, we're not talking about baseball bats. Go read the... Yeah, people go read the Chicago report, and then we can talk about baseball bats. All right, let's go. We're going into over-under. We're changing gears here. I, I'm done with you guys. I've talked to you guys all fucking week. I'm sick of it. Jerry sent it over. He texted me. What did he say? Let's see what Jerry said. Let's see what Jerry said. I said at six, can you send? I was just putting them together. You know, 40 minutes later, did you send them? Just hit send. Are you recording already? My bad. You know, and this is the guy who said, like, I don't want to talk to you anymore during the week. I'm just going to send them. So Jerry's fucking back. Back with a vengeance, baby. Hey, hey, real quick before you jump into that, the over under, just a question for you guys. Who do you think, because um, college game day is going to be, who do you think will be the celebrity guest picker? Oh, shit. You think Cousins? Be- <laughs> oh, they're, they're playing. They're playing the next day. So, no. No, I know. Um, I think it's got to be someone like, I could see them doing like a Magic Johnson because he, he, he affiliates uh, with ESPN. I hope not. Like, he's been there before. You think it'll be like Le'Veon Bell? I was going to say Le'Veon because, like, it doesn't matter if he's playing the next day. He truly he – The really Ravens have a bye. You know? I don't, who would it be? Who would – I don't know. I have no idea. Kind of stopped us dead in our tracks there, Jay. I got no clue. <laughs> Tom Izzo? Yeah, it'll, be, it'll just be Izzo. Izzo's, gonna, Izzo's already going to be a guest on there, so he's not going to be a celebrity picker. Yeah, smart. I have no idea. I have no idea. We're moving into uh, over under. We'll 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 text about that. I can put it on the story. Uh, all right, LGRW from Jerry. Let's close this thing out. Number one on the list of over under five items over or underrated. Uh, very topical. Uh, number one here: candy corn. Candy corn. Oh, definitely underrated. One of the best Halloween candies ever. Candy corn underrated big time i don't think it's one of the greatest candies of all time but it gets a terrible rep people say it's awful i would if candy corn was here i'd be eating it i'd be fucking eating it so underrated i don't mind candy corn candy corn stinks overrated (laughs) i feel like that's the popular take he's he's giving the d'antonio answers yeah short (laughs) short what do you guys what do you guys think five minutes i was like oh shit Yeah, and then his phone started cutting out. I was like, we are burning. We are crashing and burning. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, number two, the current MLB World Series. Ooh, I'll mm. take this one. I'm a baseball yeah. guy. I think this current MLB World Series is underrated. You're seeing the end of an era with the Astros, some good, some bad. We're going to see how much that scandal really helped them. Or it could really kind of shift some of the future and, and how they're perceived if they do win this World Series. You've got a great up-and-coming team in Atlanta who's without their best player, Ronald Acuna. This World Series is underrated. J.U., I want your opinion because I got something to say. Um, I think this uh, World Series is underrated as well. Um, as growing up, I remember watching when the Braves first were getting hot and everything like that, you know, with Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, all those guys loved, loved the Braves. I really do. If, if, you know, if it wasn't for this one person with the Astros, I would be rooting for the Braves, but I just want to see Dusty Baker win a World Series. He's been, co he's 72 years old. He's been coaching forever. He's made 10 postseason appearances and never won a World Series. And so I want this so bad for Dusty Baker because I'm such a huge fan of his when he was coaching the Giants back in the day, when he was, you know, you sitting there with a signature toothpick in every time. Dusty Baker, he seems like a cool grandpa, the cool dude that you want to sit and, you know, have a drink with, tell jokes and uh, smoke a cigar. So <laughs> I'm going to pull I'm going to pull for the Astros solely because of Dusty Baker. So it's underrated. Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, it's it's underrated. You're very rarely going to have me ever say a finals of any sport is like overrated. Like those are the two teams that got there. It's just what. A World Series is it's what an NBA championship is, whatever NHL. Fine. Yes, there's some teams you'd rather see play each other, but like I probably it's kind of like telling saying one of the leagues is overrated. Like the two teams that get there are the two best teams, and they're supposed to be there. So whatever that matchup is, it's just like that's the matchup. Number two, I just want to say overall with baseball, I'm very disappointed with myself. Uh, I'm a big baseball fan. Grew up playing baseball my whole life. Love baseball. Used to watch like every single Tigers game with my dad. I have been a horrible horrible baseball fan over the last i don't know x years champagne followers probably i post them maybe the, the tigers not as much as i should so i am disappointed in myself as a baseball fan because i don't know the full storylines of this world series and i used to be so into it and i just got to work at it and get back into baseball i don't know what happened i didn't mean to like lose interest in it but i'm sad with myself because i don't follow baseball as much as i should but just in general i think it's an underrated world series and i'm rooting for the braves so there's that. Don't know why I haven't been following as closely as I did in years past. Number three on the list, shotgunning beers. Shotgunning beers, over or underrated? I'm just going to lead off with this one because I'm kind of rolling. Shotgunning beers is underrated. I used to be a lot better at it uh, in college than I am now. They sting a lot more now. But if I could do it as well as I did in uh, college, I would definitely still say it's underrated. And once you gas one down and it gets down – you never regret it. Maybe, maybe sometimes, but I rarely regret it. I love shotgun beers. Underrated. Um, the last time I shotgun a beer was the last MSU game. I told you guys I never really tailgated. So when I go there, I like to relive stuff. So I was walking by a tailgate, saw some guys shotgunning beer. I was like, whoa, 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 I'm not gonna get in on this. Got in on there, kicked their ass. I challenge anyone. I can't imagine. Listening. I challenge anyone listening, if you want to go with a shotgun and beer contest with me, I will kick your ass. Shotgun and beers, underrated. I don't need to say much more. Underrated. I love doing them on the tee boxes when I'm golfing. Jay, you said it perfectly. 
guys, Ju deletes beers. Like I just want <laughs> to put that out there. He deletes them, deletes okay. them. They are gone before they hit the table. <laughs> I have never seen a guy put away beers like him. Like I know he's got fucking two hundred pounds on me, but like it's a joke. Like they're just they're gone. They're gone before That's I even. Should. Yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong. Number four. Yeah. He also spills them in our, our audio guy's mac and cheese, hence why he's not with us tonight. <laughs> yeah, we got no audio guy because J.U. immediately dumped a full beer in the guy's fucking Alfredo. <laughs> Dipshit. All right, number four. <laughs> number four, watching the news. Watching the news. Uh, I'll, I'll take this one in the Call Creek household. It's a staple. We watch the six o'clock news and six thirty. We watch Lester Holtz every day. Um, <laughs> if if we don't, we will. If we're cooking, we will pause the TV. So we we'll wow. eat dinner, watch Lester Holtz, watch Wheel of Fortune, watch Jeopardy. Yeah, you know, in the Call Creek house, watch the news is definitely underrated. Um, Sandra Ali, give a shout out to my girl Sandra Ali. Um, Channel Four News. Um, um, underrated. Can't, underrated. I mean, <clears throat> this one, it's overrated. Um, I don't care what news you watch. <laughs> it's propaganda to some extent. It's not the news anymore. It's not the news. It's, it's opinionated uh, uh, takes about the news now. So overrated. I don't watch the news. If I need the news, I go on Twitter or something and read something that I like. Not watched on TV. JU's timeline there of like dinner reminds me of just growing up at my parents house that's what we do like 100 percent. like we would wheel of fortune jeopardy for sure and and the fucking news all that was like part of my you know our our family like routine before we all started yelling at each other and the i used to love it i used to love watching it with my parents and stuff but now like i flip it on and it's just like it's negativity it's it's opinions i don't want i'm kind of i'm watching it kind of like you chandler i'm like what are they going for with this whether whether it's right whether it's left whether it's down the middle i'm kind of like what is the angle they're playing and i just trip myself out and i don't like it anymore so i think watching the news is overrated uh but sometimes the local news in detroit you can get some very funny shit going on and you get those local commercials that's where it's that's where it's underrated but Overall, I think watching the news is overrated. Jay, did you see that guy rip the skate park the other day in Detroit? That was sick. See, that was sick. <laughs> see? Did you yes, I watched the news. <laughs> <laughs> I, even have my, I even have my favorite weather people. All right, let's take a break there. Number five on the list. Number five, Black Friday. Black Friday. I'll start. It's overrated. I have a confession to make. Oh, do it. I've never done Black Friday. I, I, I don't get the hype. I don't think the deals are that great. You got Cyber Monday now on Amazon. Overrated. Um, I'm with, I've never done Black Friday either. Um, never intend to. I think it's overrated. I think it's stupid. It's gluttony. It just shows the, the selfishness and the type of people that we are in America sometimes, you know, in a negative light, um, definitely overrated. Yeah, it's overrated. I've never done it either. I don't think that's a confession or anything weird. It probably is a good thing. Uh, I'm right with Jay. I think it's like sickening. I, those videos really get me uncomfortable and make me mad 
it's embarrassing. Like you're, you're, it's embarrassing. Grow up. Like, what are you doing for a good deal? You're like punching women for like a flat screen TV. It's ridiculous. Black Friday is, is definitely overrated. And like with the internet now, it's just like, who gives a shit? Just click a few buttons and buy it there. Right. So well, that's it. That's episode 71. Second show of the week. That was, that was a fun one. That was an interesting one. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you joining us again. If you were looking for more information, on U of M Michigan State. Please go listen to episode 70. We have a guy named Mark D'Antonio on it. Uh, please share this with your friends. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I really do beg you to go write a review for us. Uh, it really helps get it up on the rankings. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, you can still go write a review. You can do it anonymously. Just go write a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube as well, SoundCloud. Go follow us all there. Fucking TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere you see Champagne Athletics, go like us. Uh, good luck with all of your bets this weekend. And of course, to the boys here, go green, go white, write it down. I'm steady trying to find the motive. Why do what I do? And freedom ain't getting no closer. No matter how far I go, my car is stolen. Stolen. No registration. Cops patrolling. patrolling. And now they don't stop me, and I get locked up. They won't let me out.